0: It's time to start the podcast. It's time to hit the mics. It's time to start the podcast with moon P jug and Hobbs. Oh boy. Episode 41 moon P jug and Hobbs. This is going to be a big podcast today. We have a lot to catch up on P jugs here. Hey, P jug. P jug here. I love it. When she says that says it every week. All right. And then, uh, Hobbs is here. Hey, Hobbs. Hey, how are you doing today, Mooner? Pretty good. And, and her real name's Tiffany Norton. Yes. But I needed somebody to be Hobbs. So that's who she is right now. Yeah. And uh, we'll introduce our guests here in a minute. A couple of quick updates. Uh, last week, I told you that I was going for my antibody test. Guess what? No antibodies. That means I'm going to have to have a fifth shot. So that's my update. And then I find out 10 minutes before we start recording from somebody who was just here their family all has covid. That was at your house? At my house. It was a healthcare worker. Oh man, I would be rushed off in an ambulance and then probably taken out in an urn.
1: Oh <laughs> stop it. Flair for the dramatic, but yes, yeah.
0: First of all, let's welcome Holly Anderson. Hey, Ollie.
1: Hi, how are you doing?
0: Pretty good. Now, Holly and I have a history. Holly used to work with the MS Society. and I have MS. And we would do some fundraising together. We'd have a lot of labs together. Uh, we got to know each other great. Uh, eventually, uh, as in all things corporate these days, including nonprofits, there had to be some combining of resources, shall we say, where uh, instead of uh, doing a one-state MS society, It then became a multi-state society. And, you know, uh, you couldn't do certain things, uh, you know, on a smaller level as a fundraiser, unless you did one of the do-it-yourselfers. But, uh, you know, the bigger events like that we worked together on was the mud run. Uh, I mean, we did a lot of different things. I got to speak at the state convention. I will never forget that. I opened up with a Charlie Sheen joke. Uh, (laughs) uh, and then i got to meet a state representative and lawmaker for a long time rod hamilton who also has ms okay and uh holly has since left the ms society and she's had a couple of stops uh, and we're going to talk about what those stops were now she's landed at access press which is miss uh, minnesota's disability community news source it's like a newspaper it's online I'm looking at it right now, and that's where I found out uh, Rod Hamilton is going to be stepping down probably because of his MS. He's kind of like Tom Brady. He doesn't really want to talk about this all that much yet. I'm, I just sent him an email. I'm going to get him on this podcast and pick his brain about a lot of things considering uh, you know this world we live in and how sometimes it is not accessible and that people with disabilities struggle all the time with the littlest of things that could have been thought through. Holly, you know, how long have you been with Access Press and, and why do you want to start doing that?
1: Well, I have only been with Access Press since July. But um, I've, I've known about and been a part of the disability community um, for more than 20 years now. And Access Press has been around since 1990. When I was at the MS Society, we had at our office, we we would get newspapers dropped off every month. And um, it, it's just a vital news source. So I when I saw the executive director position come up, I was like, I have to work there. And it turns out that a person I used to work with at the MS Society is the board chair. I'm just excited. It's hard to be part-time, I'm just gonna say, in an executive director role because really the work is still there the full time work still there and you have to you know keep yourself um from working too much but it's um it's been you know like a lot of nonprofits it's been really challenging during the pandemic and the you know just places we used to drop papers off aren't there people mm-hmm. aren't going to some of the places so this newspaper industry is rough <laughs> Yeah, it, it really
0: you know, is. Yeah, I do you find right. out that most of your information that you share is, you know, uh, monitored online?
1: When you went to our website, I bet you saw a monthly newspaper online, which is kind of what we are right now. So the February newspaper came out, it's up on the website, and that's about all, all you're going to get there. What I um, have sort of visioned Access Press doing is really um, – still continuing the newspaper because there are a lot of people with disabilities can't get online or struggle with internet access, you know, the whole gamut. but um, still do the paper, but really focus on the digital and um, our digital reach. And so I call it making access press more accessible. And because you know there are so many people with disabilities in rural Minnesota and they need connection more than anybody it's just so important. So that's what we're striving to get to. So we've started working with a website company out of North Carolina and you, you'll not believe this moon, this MS connection is forever <laughs> in my world, yeah, but yeah. The, um, the owner of the website company, her husband has MS and um, her entire company is about making accessible websites. And so she knows, you know, exactly how to make your site very, very accessible. So, which is great because there's so, there's a lot we have to do that we didn't even know.
0: Well, and then there's things like, you know, being able to reach the keyboard if you were in a wheelchair. I mean, there's things you would never think about if you're healthy, but if you have a disability, I mean, we fight the stupidest stuff. One of my favorite things to bitch about here (laughs) and I'll get right to that is I love it. When I go to a doctor's office that doesn't have a handicapped accessible door. Right. So yeah, yeah. now I'm sitting outside. It's snowing. Right. And I'm in a wheelchair and I'm waiting and hoping that somebody's going to see me so that they can come out and let me in. All right. And the good news is I never leave my home because of COVID's everywhere. And that's been crazy. And you had a crazy COVID story in your family.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I've had the antibodies too. We can share those stories. My daughter, um, got COVID. And then two days later, I mean, the woman that takes her to and from school, you know, and everywhere else gets it. We kept ourselves confined. We were, we're lucky. We have um, a guest room and her bedroom uh, and a bathroom in between us. And we, we actually quarantined there and my husband brought us meals to our door, three meals a day. It was, it was like being on vacation, except we were really sick. (laughs) (laughs) He never got it, which is great. But both she and I, we both got the antibody treatment and we both felt better in a couple of days, but then we had um, so both had shortness of breath and she had worse shortness of breath and I had a lot more fatigue issues. So her shortness of breath, her doctor uh, said, Hey, why don't you come in? And they did some tests and everything was coming out great, but the blood test showed a uh, high elevation of something that means pulmonary embolism, probably. Ooh. And so we had to go to the hospital, we waited for 10 hours in the ER. And, um, and she had a pulmonary embolism, 15 years old. Wow. And, oh, my God. that's terrible. You know, people are like, Oh, this is no big deal. I was I'm not very sick. She wasn't very sick. Um, It's the long COVID stuff that we really have to worry about. And clotting um, blood clots of all different kinds are, um, are part of long, some people's experience with long COVID. So it, it frightens me because I did learn I've been taking her to Children's and they have, you know, a specialty clinic for that, which is amazing. The, the doctor told us that she is going to be more likely to have embolism, pulmonary embolisms for the rest of her life. And especially if she gets pregnant. Ugh. And um, it's just the whole thing has me as a parent. You can't do a darn thing about it. <laughs> and here's the clincher: she is the most mask compliant kid, and she didn't. She doesn't go anywhere but school and home. I mean, she really is like your um, pandemic kid, you know. <laughs> and but her school didn't have a mask mandate, and um, at that time, and so most of the kids weren't wearing masks. She, I, that's how she got it oh you'll love this story moon the one doctor told us she said i was wearing my mask and the doctor said well here here's what it's like if you're wearing your mask and somebody else isn't it's like you're wearing your pants and somebody else isn't and they pee on you you're mm-hmm. going to get all wet Yep. but if they have their pants on you're not going to get so wet and you know, I think that's a good way to think about it. And anyway, it's, yeah. I love doctors that say weird things like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great analogy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the doctors are telling you, though, that really this is they're, – they're certain this is just – this is COVID that has caused yeah. this in your daughter. God, that's scary. I mean, do we all have to go and get checked for that? I mean – Right. That's the worst part. People ask me every day. They're like, how is she doing? And I'm like – I don't know, she could be a ticking time bomb, you know, cuz you you can't see inside and they put her on blood thinners because they don't know where where the clot came from. So she mm. could have more and more in her body and I'm like this is it's one of those things where seriously um mom could have used some Xanax, you know. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, that's I'm sorry to hear that. You would never know her if you met her. She's just the same 15-year-old and couldn't be snarkier and um, Uh. I couldn't be more embarrassing. (laughs) So (laughs) it is what it is.
0: (laughs) Well, and you know, that's one of the things about COVID. We don't know long-term effects. There are people now that have been asymptomatic who may have big problems in 15 years. There might be people that were on a vent for a month, uh, you know, with all their paperwork filled out because they were leaving the planet.